Welcome everybody to episode eight. I can't believe we're already at episode eight. Time is flying. I have Emma back on the podcast today. She was on episode seven and we had some really, really nice um, feedback, reviews, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, but everyone loved her. So we've got her back. Um, If you haven't listened to episode seven, go back, listen before you listen to episode eight, but she's got plenty more stories to tell us. So welcome back, Emma. Thanks for having me back. Of course. Welcome anytime. So... (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so cringe. (laughs) So how are you? How's your day been? Uh, You know, just I got I got a vaccination today, so I cry when I get vaccinations. I sweat. It was very stressful for me, but besides that, was okay. How was your day? Yeah, it was good. Just you know, boring old work that you've got to do. But I did actually watch a little clip of first dates. You know, first dates. I'm sure you've watched oh, a couple of episodes. Full body cringe. It really hurts me. <laughs> so basically, if no one's seen first dates, it's basically a TV program. I don't know if there's one over here, but I always watch the UK. There one. is. So first dates Australia, I believe, is on Channel Nine. But yeah, we do have a first date to Australia. I love it. You're plugging it already. Oh, yeah. First date, guys, watch on Channel 9 or E4 if you're in the UK. <laughs> exactly. So basically, if you haven't watched it before, it's where they pair people up and go on a first date. There's a restaurant in London that they always go to. Um, and then they get asked, um, basically, at the end of the date, whether they want to see each other again. And it can always get pretty awkward. Um, and this one, like, oh, my God, it was the cringiest one I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> I showed it Emma earlier, and I literally sent it to all my friends. But basically... There were two people on this day, and they were looking at the menu, and straight away, he's like, oh, you better order quick. And she was like, is that his humour, or is that, like, serious? And then, like, she was like, what sort of music do you like? And he was like, oh, um, I, I don't know, like, heavy metal. And she's like, oh, I love heavy metal. And he was like, oh, I was joking. And it was just like, like a pin you could drop, like it was awkward. And then he went off to the bathroom, and a couple of minutes later, she was like, oh, I think I might go now, too. So off she goes, and then as she's walking back across the restaurant, which is what, like, a ball gown that she was wearing? Yeah, bless her. She was wearing, like, a full, full-length full red ball gown. It was all beaded and stuff. And, like, he turned, <laughs> he turned around to her and was like, oh, I didn't know, um, didn't know if you'd left. And she was like, oh, yeah, I just went to the bathroom. Um... And you could see her face, and she was just thinking, yeah, I wish I had left. Like, this is just awful. (laughs) Like, she was so tempted to. So as the date goes on, the next thing he does is he burps. So that was just, like, yeah, a bit gross, to say the least. Um, And then it gets worse from there, because then when they order the bill, Bill comes over, and he starts looking at it, and he's like, um, 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 oh, uh, do you want to just pay for your drinks, and I'll pay for the rest? And she's like, well, that's a bit weird, like... Why Why would you do that? But okay, sure, fine. And then he's looking at the bill and he's going, oh, um, like still looking at it, trying to obviously work it out. And it's just too much like maths for him. Anyway, the waitress comes over and she's like, um, I'll just, I'll just pay for what I got. It's just easier. Let's just, just do it that way. So the waitress is literally looking at both of them like, what the fuck? This is weird. Like, why <laughs> this would is you? the most awkward situation I've ever been in. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, wait, um, as, so as she's working it out, and the waitress is so weirded out by this, he just turns around and goes, oh, um, I don't have my wallet. And the waitress is literally like, oh, really, that old chestnut? And, like, he's not joking. Like, he does not have his wallet. And the girl is like, well, this is awkward. And she says that out loud, like, because it's that awkward. And the guy is also like, 
oh, my wallet's outside. And I was like to Annabelle, outside where? Like, where have you left? Like, out on the sidewalk? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So weird. So anyway, the waitress is like, well, you need to pay. And he starts joking about, like, pot washing or something. The waitress is like, this is not I'll like a funny kitchen. <laughs> So then eventually he takes out his iPhone and he goes, this is worth about 1300 You can have this as collateral. I was like, this has got to be a wind-up. Like, this can't be for real. Like, honestly. Anyway, he hands over the phone and off they go and they, they leave. It's just, like, full-body cringe. Like, I was watching it and I had my shirt over my face because I was like, the cringe cannot be contained. It was just awful. I get full-body sweats just thinking about it. Like, ugh. That poor girl, and bless her, like, she was all dressed up, like we said, and it just wasn't the first date that she'd envisioned. No, not at all. And then they got, uh, they well, anyone that watches first dates, they always put, um, as you'll know, they'll always put them in a room at the end, and then they'll always ask the question, would you like to go on another date? And it's always awkward, and, like, neither of them want to say anything. She just turns around and goes, no, 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 no. And she starts putting, like, her fingers across her neck as if she wants to slit her neck. <laughs> <laughs> like she couldn't have like wanted, she couldn't have said no any other way. literally it was like all over her face before she even opened her mouth it was like absolutely no it was just so awkward and they were both Australian I think I think it was first date international and it was just ugh the epitome of dating in Australia it was a car crash it was a car crash absolute car crash <laughs> and after that I think like wow I wonder about all the other dates that he's been on and taken people on like I'm sure they well to be honest we could should get them all on the podcast if only we could get hold of them because I'm sure there'd be lots of other stories like it's just unbelievable it was yeah like watching a car crash you just can't look away (laughs) (laughs) that poor girl such a good one a hero (laughs) so you must have had similar situations awkward days oh god I did so briefly on the last time I was on I mentioned the hatfish and then we got sidetracked because we were talking about um, Tinder standards and all that kind of stuff, you know, my, my set rules for guys I match with on Tinder. Um, but that was probably in my top 10 most awkward dates of my entire life, if not the number one. Um, so I arrived and obviously, like I said, he was a hatfish, so he, he was bald, um, which was fine. I'm pretty sure he had a shaved head, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But if you're expecting a full head of hair and you rock up and someone's, you know, the light's reflecting off their dome, then it's a little bit... <laughs> You know, a bit of a shock. So I walk up and he's got a shaved head or whatever and I sit down. He's Canadian, so he's, like, pleasant enough. But I don't know if you've met. Some Canadians are, like, weird. Weird. Because they're, like, American, but they're also French. So they're strange. (laughs) Nice, but strange. Anyway, so he's Canadian. Like I said, nice, but strange. So he... You're painting as well. Yeah. Big dome. Nice. Big dome. (laughs) Big dome. She means his bald head. <laughs> Nothing else. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's got a big dome. Um, and then, so I sit down and first things first, I don't know if this is anti-feminist of me, but if a guy is at a bar first, I guess I kind of expect them to ask me what kind of drink I would like if they're ordering themselves a drink and they're waiting on me to arrive. Because, of course, fashionably late like always yeah it can't be earlier on time it's just yeah weird. no it's weird so if they're there before me I do expect them to ask what I would like to drink and I don't mind going tit for tat like if we want to go rounds and stuff like that but if even if I was at a venue before my date I would 
offered them a drink. He didn't. He just sat there with his half-drunk beer, and I was like, sweet, I'll go get myself a vodka soda then. And a big dome. Yeah, and with your big dome. <laughs> so I uh, came back <laughs> with my vodka soda, and we sat down. And It's not a good start. It's like a sour taste in the mouth. It yeah, is, and, like... you know, it's it's hard because, you know, we live in a in a time now where I'm very proud that I earn my own money and I, you know, strong independent women who don't need no Hell men. Yeah. However, <laughs> it's just first aid etiquette, isn't it? Like if you're mm-hmm. there before someone, you say, "Look, I'm getting a drink. Would you like anything?" I would do the same thing for any guy. If I feel I was like there. it's just manners in general. It is like agreed. no matter who that person is, exactly, friend or exactly your parent, first date, whatever. If you're there first, you say, "I'm getting a drink. What do you want?" Anyway, so that was already one strike um so I order my drink I come back and we're drinking and we're getting along quite well and then I was like I've just need to go to the toilet so I'll leave my bag here do you mind watching it he was like yeah no problem so I go and I think my jacket was there as well I'm pretty sure it was the middle of winter so I go to the bathroom and then I come back and he's gone my bag and my jacket are still there and I'm like shit like all right well he's left my bag here maybe he just forgot in the two minutes that I was in the bathroom that I left my bag and my jacket on the table. We were at the bank in Newtown as well, which isn't like the classiest of establishments. Yeah. So you're lucky that your bag's still there. Exactly. So like with my phone, my ID, everything. So anyway, so I sit down and I'm kind of drinking my drink and I'm looking around and I'm like, shit, this guy's been gone for like 10 minutes. Like, has he left? Like, so I'm texting my girlfriends and I'm like, I think he's left. I don't know where he is. Anyway, then he comes back. After 15 minutes of me sitting at this table, like, contemplating, do I get up and leave? He comes back and he's like, oh, sorry, I was just in the smoking area. It's like, you couldn't have waited for me to get back from yeah, the bathroom to go to the smoking area? Like, fuck. Anyway, so that was already kind of weird. This is, like, two strikes by this point. Um, I feel like, for me, it's three because oh, you left your bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should I'd be out there. <laughs> should have been three strikes. Anyway, so, and the next thing was, because, like, I, I drink quite a bit. But some nights, you know, I my alcohol tolerance is a little bit lower than other nights. So I was drinking and I was getting quite pissed. And I was like, look, I need to order some food because I'm drunk. Do you want to get something to share? Um, like, are you keen for dinner? And he's like, oh, well, no, I can't really afford um, dinner right now. So would you like to buy something like a cheese platter and then we can share? But, like, you buy it and we can share. And I was like, well, I kind of wanted to get my own meal. I wasn't aware that we would be sharing and I would be paying, but whatever, I, I guess. So I ended up getting a charcuterie board. That's so weird. Weird. Like, the whole night was just weird. And then Don't organise a date if you can't afford it. I know. I, I know. know that sounds brutal, but it's, it's true. true. Like, even if you can't afford to split it, and he's not even offering to go halves. Like, he was saying, do I want to buy the charcuterie board? Mm. And then he eats some. And by this time, like I said, I'm like half pissed. I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm starving. Like, I need to eat or I'm going to be on the floor. You're probably pissed because you're just hating this date. And you're probably. probably. That's what I'd be doing. I'd be knocking them back. So get me out of here. Seriously, like probably four or five bogus sodas deep, no food. Anyway, and so he, um, just watching my my voice bars go up. (laughs) You might be talking too loud. Anyway, getting all fired up about this shit date. Um, And then at the end of it, he was like, I was like, look, I've got to slow down because I've had way too many drinks. Um, I'll, like, finish this vodka soda. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go get another one. And then as he gets up to go to the bar and get another drink, he, like, pushes me up against the wall and tries to make out with me. And I panicked and I was like, 
I'm really sorry. I don't kiss on the first date. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> like, Lies. Like, seriously, a more blatant lie has never come out of my mouth. And I was like, I just panicked and I didn't know what to say. And then he went, what? And like, really? And I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry. It's just like this rule that I have. Anyway, and then he, so he got all pissy and then went over to the bar. And then he comes back and I was like, oh, well, you know, I obviously am not getting another drink, but I can stay here and finish this one and wait till you finish. Like trying to be polite. The date was a disaster. We both knew it. But I was trying to be polite. And he was like, no, you can leave now. And I was like, oh, fuck, don't need to tell me twice. So I literally got up, grabbed my bag and ran out and got a taxi. Like I was so scared that he was going to follow me and assault me at the train station that I got into a cab and I was like, I think I told the bouncer as well, like, oh, if this guy follows me, like, please tackle him to the ground. Because it was terrifying. It was yeah. awkward. It was terrifying. It was uncomfortable. And he's an asshole. <laughs> I don't know how else to finish that story. So it Sounds crazy. Yeah. yeah, and I can understand why you'd be so scared by the end of it. Like, just, yeah, the blatant, like, invasion of my personal space. You know, and like I said last time, you know, kissing isn't, that big of a deal to me but like when it's going that poorly like take a hit yeah Come for on. sure so that obviously wasn't a great one but you must have had like slightly more I was gonna say funner it's not even a word but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's been a is it day. the red wine yeah. or is it the long day? Yeah. We'll, blame the, we'll blame the other, the, oh, we've got a good one. We'll blame the long day. Anyway, um, so interesting fun dates. Uh, I know you went speed dating. D- dating. Oh, my God. I don't know if I would call that interesting <laughs> or fun. Like, to be honest, we're talking about full body cringe. That was... Well, my friends have, like, tried to get me go to go oh. so many times. I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to meet my Prince Charming there. No. Like, to be honest, there. I can understand its appeal. For people who are older, I think for people our age, it's definitely like a who's who of you're struggling to find a partner. So, and this one was on Valentine's Day too, so it was particularly desperate singles. Oh my god, like ugh, I don't want to say humiliating, but I felt humiliated. Like, I'm very much someone who um, I'm a bit of a control freak, and this was just so out of my comfort zone like to go in and be matched with randoms um you know all my girlfriends are around the room and I can't find them and it, it was just so um out of any kind of ordinary that I would ever do and to be honest, I would never do it again I'm sure people meet great people on speed dating and I was probably not as receptive to it as I should have been probably would have had a better time if I was receptive to it, but oh my god, I was so uncomfortable. I the best date that I had that night. So it was this thing I can't remember the name of the company, um, not Spawn, um, and they match you up with five people throughout the course of the night. And it's automated, so it's on an app. The best date I had the whole night because there was more girls than boys. The best date I had the whole night was a friend date with this girl. <laughs> and we ended up just talking because we were like, this is so awkward. Like, by the end, I think she was my fourth date. And by the fifth date, I just hid in the toilet, like, in the cubicle. And then the the moderator, the, the organiser was coming to the bathroom going, Emma, is there anyone in here called Emma? Your date's waiting for you. I, I just hid and, like... It's so bad because that guy didn't deserve me just like hiding in the bathroom. But by the end of it, I he was could just, have been the one. You don't know. I was just exhausted and I was mm. so like stressed, and it was it was not my cup of tea whatsoever. I can imagine it being really draining. It was, 
Um, I ended up having a decent time. We ended up mingling. So they break it up to, into age categories. So I think we were 21 to like 35. And then the next age category was 36 to like 50. And then at the end, there's the big mixer with both age groups. And so all the girls that I went ended up finding like all these really hot older men. <laughs> and I'm like standing by myself and I'm like, God, this night's just been a disaster. And they were talking like these hot 36 year olds. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> so what were the guys like asking you? Like, you know, was oh, it just the normal generic boring questions or did they fire any really weird ones? Yeah, I mean, not so much weird questions, but it was definitely like awkward. Like, oh, what are your hobbies? Which I hate. I feel like that's such a job interview question. Like you go into a job interview and you've got a list of hobbies that you rattle off because you want to seem like an interesting person. Uh, you know, if a date's going well, you don't need to ask them about their hobbies. It was just, I think, I was awkward. They were awkward and awkward and awkward just don't mix. Don't mix. Oh, I, I was a terrible speed dater and I would never do it again. Never. Yeah, no, like I said, I've not done it. Don't really plan to in the future. <laughs> it's just not what, after it. my glowing review? Yeah, and I, I like, I can't, I, I don't know why, and I could have the wrong misperception or whatever the word is, but um, I just feel like, no, my luck, they would, like, not speak good English or they would just be really socially awkward or they'd ask me that same questions, like, five times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a mix of all above if I'm totally honest I just I think like like I said I think it really works for some people because I think and I said this last time I think people some people are more willing to put themselves out there and I'm just not that person like I'm definitely I don't know if you've seen that meme where it's like me expecting my prince charming to come knock on my door because I'm not leaving my house like I'm definitely like I never went on dates like speed dating like I said full body cringe like I set myself up for failure in a lot of ways because I just never gave anyone a chance. Yeah. So. And I think with those things as well, you go with like a group of girlfriends, just have a bit of a laugh, have a bit of night. But like you say, there's more girls than guys. So. Exactly. And I think that will happen with a lot of those sort of things. Exactly. So. But anyway. You live, you learn. So you did that in Australia. Did you do any speed dating when you were overseas, when you travelled? No, never done speed dating overseas, but I did a few Kentucky tours, which some would say would be the closest thing to speed dating. Um, but it's funny, like, I've always been attracted to English guys. I think English guys are so sexy. I love English accents. Like, give me, like, a common, like, Essex accent. Like, ugh. Like, all those boys on Love Island with that accent, just, I love it. So I thought I was, you were going to ask me to do one then, and I'm thinking, no. No. Oh I am God, so I mean, shit. You can if you want. Sexy. But yeah. I just, ugh, oh, I just think they're so sexy. And then... So when I went overseas, I was like, oh, I'm going to meet so many hot, you know, British boys. Like, it's going to be great. I ended up hooking up with only Australian guys. And this is me. Like, I slate Australian guys any chance I get. Like, I just... <laughs> me like do in this podcast. Oh, my God, I know. That's all and in general. But, um, they're not all bad. They're, they're not. They're definitely not. not. Just the, the ones that I've happened across. <laughs> but, yeah, so I hooked up with all... With, three Australian guys when I was overseas on my uh, three-month Kentucky adventure, and I think that just speaks to the calibre of Australian men that are overseas. <laughs> I think they're the better ones. <laughs> and so you must have had a few dating mishaps. Have you ever had ones where, obviously, we talked about the one where he did scare you and you're worried he's going to follow you. 
Have you had any others where you feel very unsafe? Well, I mean, I think unsafe is very overdramatic because the guy was actually very nice. But I got taken on a date where he picked me up. Um, we met at a, a, an event at Watson's Bay Hotel and then we ended up keeping in touch. I was actually interested in his friend, but his friend was being a total flake, so I ended up going on a date with this guy. And so he was great. I, I know. <laughs> Whew, well, at least you got one. Um, Better than none. Piece of work. Anyway, so I um, went on a date with this guy, and he had a van, and it was kitted out with like, uh, like I guess a kitchenette and all this stuff because he was an avid camper. And like, I'm not a camper. I don't particularly like the outdoors. Like, I like a hike. I hate bugs. You know, like I don't like sleeping on the ground. Like nothing like that. So I'm not really outdoorsy. So he picks me up in this van and he's like, oh, I'm going to take you to this spot that I really like in the National Park. So we end up driving, like, quite far south. I think we were down, like, maybe not quite Stanwell Tops, which is about an hour out of the city, but, like, pretty far down. Like, it got to the point where I was like, like, where where are you taking me? It's very dark. It's You're taking me through the National Park. Like, oh, my God. And it's weird that it's dark. He's taking you at night. Yeah, exactly. Is this to, like, look at the stars together? It, Exactly. It was to look at the stars together. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so he ended up, and bless me, made me a cup of tea out of his little like billy can in the back of his van. Billy can? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a billy can, but you know what I mean? It was like a... Is like, it one of those that's just like shoved the mattress right in the back of the van? <laughs> and then like, uh, and then was there any like elegant touch? Was there like any kind of like pillows and stuff? Or like no some like fairy, fairy lights on the top no, like, to really get you touches. in the mood? He had like a swag in the back and then like this little kitchenette with like a little burner that he made a cup of tea and he brought biscuits and stuff. So explain what a swag is for English people. Sorry, a swag is like a sleeping bag, but you like wrap your entire body in it. So it's very warm. So if you're going camping in the desert where uh, the desert gets very cold at night, you wrap yourself up in your swag and it like covers up your entire body. So I'm pretty sure he had a swag and he had his uh, cooktop where he made tea and he gave me some biscuits and we Bickies. yeah oh. so then we had a cup of tea and a couple of biscuits and he's like oh like let's just hike up here a little bit we can look at the stars and i was like fuck like this is where i'm gonna and die. this is day one this is day one this is intense exactly so i'm like i will die um tell my family i love them uh you know i'm a bit addicted to serial killer uh, documentaries as well so like all you've seen them all oh my god so all of that was running through my head anyway so we look at the stars for a little bit and then he drove me home and again he tried to kiss me at the end of the day and i was like oh like I, I so just, you said like i don't i don't kiss the first i don't kiss no actually i think i just was like okay bye like gave me the awkward hug and he dropped me off at my house and it was just Ugh, like, and now that I tell the story, like, bless him, it was actually quite sweet. But, mm. you know, to be a girl in the modern age and to be taken to a national park on date one, on date full one, on. full on. Yeah, I've got a friend actually who went, I don't know if it was date two or three, and they went to the national park. And I think that's nice. And it was during the day this time, so, like, you know, a bit safer or whatever. Um, but at the time when she told me about it, I was like, that's risky. Like, that's a good hour and a bit there. If you go on a walk, that's another couple of hours. And now back. any phone like, signal. Exactly. Yeah. What happens if, like, you're just not vibing it and you just, like, run out of conversation? Like, you could run out of conversation before you even get there. Yeah. Like, the whole day trip terrifies me. So risky. I don't know if I would, oh, maybe if I've known someone for a while, then I'd maybe consider it. Like, so risky. No, this conversation's strong yeah. and they are half decent. Even <laughs> besides, yeah, even besides a safety issue, it's like a... <laughs> 
like, am I going to get through this day on an emotional level? <laughs> so we've talked about um, the scary sides and the weird dates that you've had. You must have some funny stories as well. Of course. I mean, there's so many to choose from, but, um, you know, I've, I've got two cats. Um, you what are their names? Billy and Bear. Um, and they're very cute and very sweet. But Bear, who's my little boy, he gets a little bit territorial. He didn't used to like when I had male guests over to the house. Um, I don't know if it's like conflicting male energy um, or I don't know what it is. But anyway, so he would get particularly irritated with me if I brought guys home. This one time I uh, brought a gentle gentleman friend over um and he'd taken off his jumper and we were watching a movie and he gets up to leave and he puts his jumper on he goes my jumper's all wet like what's going on and so I've gone that's weird like did you have something in your pocket that could have spilled and he's like no like my jumper's all wet and then it's kind of clicked that bear has pissed all over this guy's jumper and I have never been so mortified. Like, obviously things happen, but the fact that my cat pissed on this guy's clothing and I just couldn't explain it, I was like, I'm really sorry. Do you want to leave it here and I'll wash it for you? Like, I, I don't know what to do. And he was, like, laughing. He thought it was really funny. But Did he keep it on, just walk out with it, like, own it? Yeah. Or did he do he it? Wouldn't, he wouldn't let me wash it. So, obviously, that was probably a sign of things to come. He didn't want to see me again. Because I was like, oh, I'll wash it and I'll give it to you the next yeah. time I see you. And he's, he's like, no, like, it's no, fine. It's a fine, I'll take it. So, well, all right then. So did your cat ruin it for you? Did did he, Did he? you ever see him again? Well, actually, I did see him again. Um, so it wasn't completely ruined. We laughed about it, but it definitely was not meant to be. I think that was the omen. The black cat pissed on his jumper and that was the bad omen. <laughs> you know, like black cats cross your path and you've got bad luck for seven years. Yeah. It was like black cat pisses jumper. It just wasn't meant to be. Oh, <laughs> obviously wasn't. And I know about another date that you had with a, someone that did they come over and they were a bit yeah. worse for wear. It it's probably the nicest yeah. way to put it. Absolutely, it wasn't even a date. This is a guy. It was a mutual friend, and we'd kind of had a flirtation for a little bit. And then he was messaging me, and he was at a wedding, which like obviously you're at a wedding all day. What do you expect? So he messages me and he's like, oh, I want to come over. Like, let's cuddle. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything. Cuddle. Yeah, yeah sure. cuddle. <laughs> Keeping it PG for the listeners, Annabelle. Um, and so he came over and like, oh, mate, he was just stinking. Like I had to like basically haul his ass up the pathway into my old apartment when I lived in Cronulla. Because he couldn't get up. Couldn't get up the stairs. And I was like, fuck, like, I'm just going to have to put this kid to bed. And he's like, so we get into my apartment. He's like, oh, I just need to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. So he's in the bathroom for a while, and I'm like, are you okay? Like, can I help you with anything? And he's like, no, nah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I was like, okay. So then I wait another, like, five minutes, and I was like, there is something seriously wrong. So I opened the door. He spewed in my bathroom sink and was, like, trying to poke the vomit down the sink holes. And I walked in, and I was like, oh, my, like, what are you doing? And he goes, get out! Don't look at me! Oh my god! Like yelling at me, and I was like, fuck. I was like, just go to bed. Like I'll deal with it. And he was like crying. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to do this. And I was like, it's it's fine. Just like 
go to bed and we'll talk about what you've done in the morning. So I'd like clean the sink, like poke the rest of the vomit down the sink. It was... It's very gross when it's not your own. Oh my God. Like disaster. Disaster. It's vile. Oh my God. Well, at least he wasn't sick in your bed. Could be worse. Yes. I'm glad that he, um, you know, kept it to the... At least it was the general vicinity of a toilet, yeah. I suppose. Exactly. It's just the weirdest thing. Like, why? I don't know if you've ever done this. I'm definitely a culprit. But, like, when you're drunk and it's just easier to vomit in the sink than it is in the toilet. <laughs> I think it's like I think closer. <laughs> I think we've all been there. My my birthday was not too long ago now. And one of my friends is pretty wasted. Anyway, I um, I don't hear from her till the next morning. I think I had messaged her, like, oh, did you get home all right? Anyway, I hear from her the next morning. She was like... Yeah, well, got home, wasn't feeling great. My friend was in, um, her housemate was in the bathroom, so she was like, kitchen sink it was, there was no choice. Oh. <laughs> and I think she had a similar thing where she was poking it down. I was like, that is so great. And I have, like, another friend. <laughs> I have another friend where um, she, uh, yeah, she'd been seeing a guy for quite a while, and it was the first time she had taken him out to meet two of her friends. They went out to dinner. He decided to only have a few beers, she went ham and she had quite a few drinks. Anyway, Still. ended up back at his um, and was sick all over the bed. And it was his bed. And big boy didn't have a mattress protector or anything. So, like, full on soaked through. God. And she was, like, mortified. He was fuming because he was quite a clean freak. And she but felt didn't have so a bad. Protector. Exactly. But she felt so, so bad. And I remember her ringing me. And I was just like, look, it is what it is. You know, everyone's kind of done it once in a while like it you know is what it is but there was another time um <laughs> one of my stories but this wasn't um date related but work related so i work in recruitment um always have fun and basically like they're always plying you with alcohol no matter what and they'll take you on a night out and they're always trying to just get you smashed i remember coming into work very hungover everyone was pretty hungover because <laughs> like my cat's doing zoomies <laughs> <laughs> that's Bear. He's excited that I talked about him on the podcast. So he's doing and now he's buzzing. He's absolutely buzzing, doing zoomies through the apartment. So oh my god! No, it's if we good. if we keep giggling, that's why. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, we're all hungover um, to a point where someone's in the female loo, someone's in the male, someone else. Someone's in the male. <laughs> well, obviously one of the guys oh, was in the male loo, whatever. Everyone's like either in the toilet obviously using the toilet for whatever reason it is and being sick or whatever it was. Anyway, um, so they were occupied. I had no option. Oh my God, the cat's going again. I had no, I had no option but to be sink in the work shower because that was like, that was the best option because both loos were taken. And then my friend didn't like, I got there first, which means she had nowhere to go. So she had to go outside to the, pl- like the, the plant pot. We were just all in state. And this was on a Friday because they'd taken us out on a Thursday. And it's like, what do you expect? Like, you take us out to get one and truly pissed. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's just is what it is. So I think it's fair to say that everyone has always been, this, you know, chucked up somewhere. You know what? If you haven't chucked up at least once, you're not having that fun. Well, yeah. That's why I tell myself at least. Exactly. And you've got, I swear, everyone's at least got one story. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I've got a few, but, you know, we all do. But I think one of your other friends, didn't you say? She's got a... <laughs> she did. So she recently started seeing this guy. Um, and they went out on a second date and they ended up going to his next door neighbor's place. And they were just like having a few bevs, having a few laughs. And then all of a sudden, my friend's like, I'm well and truly blacked out. <laughs> so they end up going to uh, the guy's 
place after, you know, one too many, and he's had to drag her up the stairs, <laughs> lead her to the bathroom so she could vomit in his bathroom, and then, like, <laughs> clothe her, um, and then put her into bed and, like, tuck her in and say goodnight, and this is the second date, but they're still talking, so... <laughs> Obviously. He obviously found it very endearing. Yes, I oh, think he did. That's so cute. Oh, yeah, we've all got our um, vomiting stories for of sure. Course, of and course. I'm sure there'll be many more on the podcast. So we've chatted all about your funny dating stories, but I'm so pleased to, I don't know, it sounds weird announcing, but basically going to announce it. You've got a boyfriend. <laughs> I do. You found your Prince Charming. I did. Finally. God, and 10 we, years in the making. And we want to hear all about him. Well, and how loved up you are. <laughs> it still sounds so weird to myself, my own ears, to be like, oh, I've got a boyfriend. Like, Big words. Really? Big like, commitment. Yeah. I okay. haven't said that word in that capacity, in that context, in 10 years. So for me, it's very much a weird thing, but he's pretty great. He lives in Canberra, unfortunately, so we're doing a bit of long distance at the moment. But we've known each other since, like, 2012. He went to uni with one of my best friends. Um, and we met at oh. Grooves on a Grassy Knoll at Sydney University. <laughs> University of Sydney, like, St. John's College is one of the, um, like, their colleges, like, mm -hmm. on, on campus student housing. But what's the Groove? Grooves on a Grassy Knoll was their version of, like, Groove in the Moo. <laughs> it's like a little music festival. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, the early 2010s is a weird time. So we met at Grooves on a Grassy Knoll, I think, or we had met before. Whatever. We met at a St. John's event uh, through our mutual friend. And I always thought he was so cute. And then he kind of dropped off the face of the planet for a while. He had a girlfriend. And then we met up again at our mutual friend's birthday a few years ago. I think it would have been like 2016, 2017. And I was trying so hard to hook up with him. I was like sitting on his lap. I was like, we were like having full on intense conversations and I just thought he wasn't into it. He just didn't even try. <laughs> so I was like, well, shit. I tried, whatever. And then I didn't see him again for a really long time. And then this year we were at, again, the same mutual friend's birthday. And I saw him and I was like, oh, like, he's just so cute. Like, he's so smart. Still got that crush. Oh, my God. I Absolutely. I've got the biggest stupid smile on my face right now. But I always thought he was so cute and he's so smart and he's so funny. So, anyway, we were at um, kick-ons after my friend's birthday dinner. And we somehow found each other in the kitchen uh, alone. I think I cornered him, to be honest. How romantic. I know. <laughs> Like, we caught eyes in the kitchen. Uh, yes. Across from the cooker. I cornered him, like shoved him like, up against the wall. I didn't do that. But um, I was you like, you know, I, I was thinking it. And I was like, oh, I just always thought you were so cute. Like, don't you remember a few years ago when I tried to hook up with you and you just didn't have a bar of it? He was like, I had no idea that you thought I was attractive at all. Like, if I'd known, we would have gone there. Anyway, so we ended up making out in the kitchen for like half an hour, like teenagers at their first four ball. Um, and then we went on a date that week and now it's been like four and a bit months. And oh, the rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> Be married before you know it. Oh God, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, it's such a nice story and it's so nice that you finally found your Prince Charming. I know. It's been a long time coming and he was right there yeah. in, in my proximity for was, all those years. and It was worth the wait. 
it was worth the way. So worth it. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Thanks for having it's me. It's so lovely to have you. Um, and you'll have to wrap your brains if there's any other stories that you've missed. Oh, I'm sure there are. Or just, you know, generally we'll have your opinion as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, We're I'm good. always here to give my opinion about anything. <laughs> it's too easy. But thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate your ongoing support. Please send us your dating stories. We have received some amazing ones so far that we can't wait to share with you all. Drop me a DM on Insta at Prowlin underscore podcast and give us a follow while you're there. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. See you soon.